Hi, and welcome to the Practical Ascension Podcast. I'm your host and Practical Ascension Guide, Tracy Goody. Today, we are looking at six tools of ascended co-creation in times of transition. So this message, this uh, flow, this system came about as I was designing my ascended co-creation practice, and it flows with the keys to co-creation in times of transition, which is another podcast I did. So both of those, you can find the link to in the show notes below. As lightworkers and changemakers, our co-creation mission is being amplified right now. And I've been feeling this building since about 2019. And it's really, uh, as we're stepping into 2023, at the time that I'm recording this, it's really um, coming into the light now. We are called now more than ever to rise up in empowerment to be the change we wish to see and to honor our soul desires and anchor our reality in this space. So we're called to live less of the hive mind and old program and to embrace our unique divine nature and purpose instead. And this allows us to also transform the hive mind so that there's more harmony in the collective and less distortion. So we're called to be the puzzle piece to awakening that we claimed for our life before this incarnation. So what we already decided before we came into this lifetime to do. And in this way, we're anchoring the new earth and we're shifting rapidly into our soul truth and divine nature. So this is a multi-beneficial practice, a multi-beneficial um co-creation empowerment that really allows you to click into your place click into your soul truth your purpose your mission and evolve the collective as well as yourself so these tools will help you on your path and when you use them with the keys of co-creation my previous podcast it's going to empower you to co-create the reality of your soul desires so this ascended version of manifesting is focused less on like material gratification and more on your role, your deepest soul desires, and your truth. So when we work in this space, the material world is naturally going to unfold in ways that's going to enhance your reality, our reality, and the universal laws are going to see to that. So you don't necessarily have to be as specific with what you are materially wanting to bring through. It's more about the frequency, the vibration, and the beingness. And then from there, the material stuff comes in and you're still having your preferences and but you're not controlling the situation so with our co-creation focus on the bigger picture and our our own puzzle piece of the bigger picture we settle into this peace and empowerment that really echoes through all aspects of our lives and you know, working with manifesting co-creation, that was one of the ways that I really kick-started my, um, my own spiritual journey maybe 20 years ago. And so my understanding has evolved greatly of this. And I've also seen updates to this um, energy and updates to how we can work with it. Because every single year, every energy that we're working with is different it's the the ascension energies are rapidly anchoring on earth They're, we're being flooded with these ascension energies and so the way that we are doing things is shifting rapidly as well so we need to kind of like stay on our toes a little bit um and that means going within that means checking in and seeing what else is possible now you know what else has shifted uh, how else can i work with this energy so that is how this came to be all right So let's get to the six tools here. And these aren't shocking tools by any means, but the way that you are using them is what makes the difference. So tool number one is your vision. 
again, nothing, nothing new, right? People talk about vision boards, make vision boards all the time. So this is about creating the vision, feeling the emotion. You can use a vision board or a mind movie or a guided journey. Um, I, I personally like guided journeys and journals to click into the vision and you are connecting into your sacred vision as you settle into the energy of gratitude and receptivity. So the emphasis on this really came through to be in a state of soul, truth, and harmony with your vision. And in this state, you are connected to the quantum realm and you can rapidly shift your experienced reality. So just, uh, you know, focusing, looking at a vision board, or even if you're feeling into some gratitude for that, you want to expand that out and you want to create that sacred vision so that you're tapped into your soul desires, not just like, oh, I would want, oh, this would be nice. No, really expand it out, really connect it into your soul vision. This anchors you even more deeply into the earth, even more deeply into the supports, even more expansively into the quantum realm so that you are making these rapid shifts and the universe is rearranging in your favor. So the quality of your vision and your why of the vision plays a big role. And that's why when tapped into your soul desires, it makes a big difference because you're going to feel it. You're going to feel it so deeply. In these times of ascension and transition, we are being asked to create a reality that we may or may not be able to see in physical form yet. So maybe we don't have an example of it yet. Maybe we're creating something brand new. So we're really being called right now to use the power of our soul-connected imaginations to create on the quantum level what we desire. Imagination is another big thing coming up right now. Like We have kind of pushed imagination to the side, almost like a a childhood thing or something like that. But imagination, when it's connected into your soul desires, into your emotions is so powerful. And we really need that right now because that also clicks us into the solution energy individually and as a collective, which brings more global solution energy to to everybody, right? So that is definitely where we want to be. So we want to be connected to our desires and we also want to be able to recognize the difference between soul desires, those deep inspirations, and just simply preferences. So for example, a soul desire might be to create a sanctuary for abused women to heal from their trauma and remember their true divine nature, right? And you, you know as a soul desire because you just, you feel it, like you're just... You can feel it inside your physical body. You can emotionally feel it. You can feel like um, like there is a place in your energy system for it is, is one way that I could describe it. Like if you were to bring that vision into reality, it feels like a, a piece clicks into place in your energy field is how I see it. So that would be an example of a soul desire. And it doesn't have to be big, big, something like that, right? It can be, you know, whatever is that click, that connection for you. One of my soul desires, for example, is to connect other people together. So to reconnect soul families, reconnect soul connections. So whenever I'm running a group program, I I notice that a lot. I notice, you know, people reconnecting and then staying friends after the program as well because they found that soul connection again. So that's one of my deep soul desires that I tap into is because it it clicks something in my energy field and then that expands and that allows more inspiration and more insight to flow to me because I'm clicked into that soul desire. 
So now a preference might be that it has to happen in this specific location or this time frame. So the preferences are more kind of mental based, right? More like wants or it needs to happen here, blah, blah, blah. So those do create um, like a little bit of a restriction energy. So the uh, this transitionary co-creation that we're moving into it's more about really tapping into that soul desire, really clarifying that, and then saying, oh, that would be neat if it, you know, if it worked out that it was in that month. Oh, that would be neat if it was worked out at that location. So you're kind of coloring it in, but you're being really, really flexible because you're also saying, oh, but I know the universe is going to fill this in in whatever way is most magical, most aligned, most abundant, um, and most um, in alignment with what needs to happen, right? So you're opening, you're releasing your restrictions, you're releasing control a little bit, and you're really opening and expanding the field of possibility, which allows the universe to work quicker and faster so we're not totally releasing control you're still going to have your unique creative vision but your preference is more of like oh i love all of these options i'm going to let the universe surprise me and you're going to know full well that you're going to get everything you desire and more because of universal laws so this switch to focus on the big picture, the emotion, the expansion of the vision is what's important. And then just putting whatever you have on hand, whatever pops into your mind. If you're like, you know, I can picture myself wearing a blue dress as I'm running this, um, presentation or whatever anything like that but that's all just colors that's preferences and it's very very loose right and just allowing it to fill in in whatever way feels best for you it's meant to be fun it's meant to you're meant to feel free and unrestricted so anything that pulls in those frequencies is going to be really beneficial all right tool number two is to remember and repeat and this is where kind of like affirmations would come in the way we would the the way we used to look at it right and it's really a simple and powerful tool this one works with our mental energy right our mental energy is very 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 important whenever we are uh, coming into mastery with co-creation so our mental energy that is still by the way working through thousands of years of distortion and programming so like high five mental energy you are doing really really good like keep it going it plays this really significant role in the effectiveness of our conscious co-creations so the simple act of remembering who you are and other soul truths about yourself and your reality massively shift your frequency and point of attraction so this is just slightly different from like affirmations uh, because you're working with more so I am statements and you are creating a repetition and a reminder of who you really are because our mental energy easily forgets this. You might go away for a weekend retreat and feel so connected and so inspired and so insightful and tapped in. And then as you're going about your daily life in this kind of more fast paced world that we're living in, you, you can kind of forget and you got lost in the jumble. So you keep reminding yourself, this is who I really am. This is who I really am. This is what reality I live in and you're bypassing your your mind and all of that mental static and you're anchoring that frequency into your energy and then that elevates your mental energy as well so you want to create i am statements that match your vision and soul truth and you want to create these i am statements with your soul desires and with your heart not with your mind so logically you might think like okay i want to um manifest money so i'm going to say i am wealthy i have lots of money these types of things right um but 
maybe that I am statement, maybe that statement drains your energy, right? Because the mental energy kicks it out and it says, that's not right. That's not what I'm experiencing right now. So that can be kind of, um, go the opposite way to what you want to do. So instead, you tap into your heart chakra, you breathe and you're focusing on your vision, you're focusing on your soul desire, you're getting into that really empowered energy of what it feels like to have created it, to be it, to live it. And then you create your I am statements from there. So your I am statement might be something a little bit more like, I am connected to the flow of creativity. I am connected to the energy of abundance through creativity. And so those may resonate more with your frequency and then from there you're bypassing the mind and you're letting go of the word wealth altogether if that one happens to be kind of like a trigger word for you and you're still shifting your vibration and then your mental energy will catch up so these don't need to be complex and they don't need to stay consistent so feel free to switch up these i am statements as often as you want to as long as they feel connected to your heart chakra connected to your vision and you can feel that all the way down into the earth So these really work well um, to help you feel connected and make you feel the truth of who you are. And then just repeat them in your mind like a catchy song. Anytime you need that that, um, vibrational mental uplift. So eventually, this is going to shift your default programming in your mental energy and shift up the mental vibration. And then it's going to clarify you even more as a beacon to the universe with your intention. So it clarifies the universe this is exactly who I am. And you're consistent on that. Your I am statements might change, but you are consistent in your empowerment of it and your connection uh, to the divine, to whatever it is that you are um, finding in your vision and your soul desire. So if you're in a challenging mental space, and I know this pretty well, I know this space very well, Um, sometimes any I am statements are just going to feel like a punch in the gut like you're just you're in such an energy of of lack and separation that they just feel like complete bs so if that's the case for you i recommend using a mantra um like sat nam or om mani padme hum or something similar to that so that they carry the right frequency to bypass the mind completely and you start to feel more like your true self the more you're repeating and doing it and then from there Once your frequency feels a little bit better and you've pulled yourself out of that funk a little bit, then you can replace it with your I am statements, right? And and then you can move on from there. But definitely something that bypasses that mental um, filter of saying, no, I'm in lack, I'm in separation when you're in a challenging mental space. Bypass it with some of these other types of mantras that shift your frequency for you, right? And some of the personal mantras, like for example, the ones that that I would be tapped into is like, I am the way shower of ascension. I am a divine conduit of illumination, right? And so I'll say those things and then I'll allow myself to feel them through my, my energy system, through my physical body, and it shifts my mental frequency as well. And it really taps me into to this flow of inspiration, creativity, um, and being really tapped into my purpose and mission. All right, tool number three is harmonize. So harmonize all parts of yourself for a really coherent instruction to the universe. 
And that's what we're doing in all of this anyway, but this is, you know, a kind of a specific way. So relaxing your nervous system, rising above old programs, relieving pressure of attached outcomes, relieving pressure of fear and lack, this old programming, right? There's a lot included in this tool. And this tool would encompass any practice that you do that brings like self-regulation, self-empowerment, personal mastery. So mindfulness and self-awareness are a very important piece of this tool because if you're not mindful of yourself, your patterns, your programs, your habits, then you're not going to notice when it's time to shift them so that you can shift up into this um, reality that you are desiring. And when you're mindful and you notice that you are feeling or acting in a way that is not your true self, then you have the opportunity to make a new choice. So it's very empowering to be mindful of yourself. And this harmonizes with the larger part of yourself. Now, how to know if you have harmony or not? Your emotions are the indicator. So your emotions are the indicator of how much harmony you are feeling in any given moment. So if you're noticing challenging emotions, great. That's wonderful. That means you are tapped in. You are mindful of yourself. Now it's time to engage this tool, number three, and lean into those emotions. What are they indicating? What are they telling you, right? Um, Now... This I'm going to give a little bit of a um, a side note here too because I know that again as somebody who's been through a lot of uh, challenging heavy emotions and you know periods of depression and things like that, there is two different things that can happen here whenever you have challenging emotions. One is that those emotions are telling you something, and great, you're going to go, you're going to look at that, you're going to say, you know, what program is this running? Um, and I'll I'll talk about that in a minute. Now the other type of emotion is that it's a habitual emotion that you are not even actually really subscribed to the belief systems anymore, but you're just normally like, oh, okay, well, I know that when I have to do laundry, I'm going to feel depressed, right? So it's just little tiny habitual things like that in your mind that sometimes there's, you go in and you're looking for like, you know, this trauma to release or something like that, but it's actually just a habit that's kind of stayed with you, even though you let go of that old belief. And I find this happens a lot for people who have been on the path of personal development spiritual journey for a while is that some of the things that are coming up for them are just habits that they can just quickly shift out of just by speaking to themselves as opposed to having to go in really deeply to release um, those programs and emotions so if you have found that the emotion is you know there's some roots to it there. My personal favorite, and then you're gonna have your own as well, my personal favorites is to journal um, or do shamanically guided, my shamanically guided uh, version of EFT tapping. And of course, all of this with mindfulness as well, right? I personally um, do really well with the journal. I get whatever needs to go out and then I kind of coach myself back up in frequency. If it's something that's sticky or something that I really do not want to look at, that's when I will pull in the shamanic shamanic guided um, EFT practice because I will it's something physical for me to do so I can tap into it when my mind is saying, don't go there, don't bother, don't do it. Like it's going to be super uncomfortable. So that's why I like EFT for that because it can physically help me get into it. 
All right, so when you are harmonizing, you're noticing what's not you and you're making new choices in some way. And sometimes mindfulness is all of it takes. Like I said, sometimes these beliefs that, and these emotions that come up repetitively are just habitual. So it's just about making a conscious choice to remember who you are. So in times like that, when you notice like a habitual emotion come up that doesn't really have any roots to it, you can be asking, okay, you know, where is this originating? Oh, this is just a habit. Okay, great. Well, I'm reminding myself that I am supported. I am aligned. Everything is always working out in my favor. So you just shift the um, narrative that's going on in your brain, and then that can shift the, um, the habitual pattern. But again, more ingrained patterns, you're probably going to have to look at that a little tiny bit more. So this takes me to tool number four, which is discernment. And discernment works with all the other tools. The more you're developing your discernment, the more, and you, you simply develop discernment by being quiet, by tapping within, by trusting yourself, by trusting that your discernment is developing. Because again, that's a mindset thing too. If you're like, you know, I can't tell which way to go. I don't know. I don't have the discernment then that's going to become your dominant now reality. But if you're shifting that to, I can see my discernment opening and expanding. It is so amazing to be able to discern for myself what is truth, what is false patterning and all that stuff. Then you're going to move through things so much faster, right? So use your discernment to be mindful of old patterns as your future self who has already moved through them. So again, let's paint a bit of a picture here with this one. You are in your observation, in your discernment observation, you are the future version of yourself who has already accomplished, already brought to fruition what those soul desires are. And you're looking over at this past version of yourself and you're saying, okay, look at that old pattern you've got. You know, I understand completely where that came from. You are forgiving them. You are embracing them. You are forgiving yourself. You are giving them all of the love and support that they did not receive that created that old pattern in the first place, right? And so from this place of uh, forgiveness, self-love, self-forgiveness, sometimes you can very, very, very easily shift. And this has been one of my favorite practices as well. Um, and I'll use this in combination with the shamanically guided EFT um, to connect into these different aspects of myself that they're the ones that originated this program or perpetuated this program or kind of kept it going in the mental energy and you give them everything that they need and you forgive yourself fully, completely and deeply. And from here, then you can, again, pull that power, pull that piece of yourself back to your um, power, back to your empowerment. So you're, you're coming all the way back to your present. Your conditioned past self has now released that because they don't feel like they need to hold on to it anymore because you've given them what they need. And so what's left of them is your power and that comes back and then that creates a more stable empowerment environment for you. So this is simple as noticing old ways of thinking and calling yourself out on it, forgiving yourself, loving yourself, repeating your I am statements to get you back to your true vibration. And it's not about beating yourself up for old habits. It's the exact opposite. You're embracing yourself. You have these habits and ways of thinking just because of past circumstance, this life or another. 
and you have the power to shift it. There's no need to fight it. Just embrace it and move on with your new consciously chosen frequency. So again, I personally love um, implementing my shamanic EFT practice um, while I'm working with the different aspects of myself. I find it really, really rapid um, for shifting my frequency. Really, really rapid. Okay, tool number five. Two more tools left to go. Tool number five is to attune to gratitude. So again, nothing shocking here. Gratitude has been around and kind of it's static at this point, right? But the habit and frequency of gratitude brings in connection, brings in expansion, brings in the frequency of loving your life, living in a harmonious environment, loving yourself, having your physical body, your energy body as a harmonious environment. Thank you. Yes, more please. That gratitude energy is, it's, it's unmatched. When you can really, really be feeling that, uh, and not just gratitude for like the things that you are co-creating that are coming to you, but like gratitude for the world being a harmonious place, for the earth being an abundant place, right? Abundant with resources, abundant with beauty, that type of things. The more gratitude you're folding into your daily life, the more you are going to uh, get back. Now, another way that I really recommend using gratitude is for uh, messages, for insights, for gifts from the universe. So say, for example, you see angel numbers a lot, right? 444, 1111, that type of thing, right? And we just kind of like push it off to the side now because, you know, a lot of us have been seeing this a lot of synchronicities as these ascension energies are increasing. But what about if you made like a really big deal about it? Like you... We're like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Like, I see that magic. Like, I feel the magic from the universe. I know that I am supported. Like, you don't necessarily have to dissect every single sign that you see, but it's about sending gratitude, appreciation, taking a moment to just stop, ground your energy, send that love and gratitude down into the earth, send it up into the universe, send it all around you, right? And then you are, when you're practicing that, you are getting really good at receiving, you are getting really good at celebrating and expanding your gratitude. And all of those things are super magnetic so that you can, um, you're playing a bit of a game with the universe, right? Because the more fun, the more joy you have involved in your co-creation process, the more that you're going to get out of it, the more that the universe is gonna feel you in that frequency and send you things that match that frequency. So if you see a beautiful tree, great, like freak out inside your own mind and like enjoy that tree to the fullest for just even a few seconds, really feeling it in your full body, right? And really um, giving that full gratitude and awe out into the universe, out into the earth and letting yourself celebrate as though you just got the best gift in the world. So again, it increases your receiving, your celebrating, and your gratitude, which gives you more to receive, celebrate, and be grateful for. And the habit of appreciation of just these everyday magical signals also signals to the universe to bring in more. So you're increasing your intuitive connection. You're increasing your ability to receive an abundance of experiences, things, and circumstances to be grateful for. So the key with gratitude is don't do it just for gratitude's sake. Do it because something is legitimately awesome, like legitimately cool. That sunset is legitimately beautiful and it's always been legitimately beautiful, but sometimes I'm busy with, you know, what else is going on for me so I don't notice. But right now I'm noticing it only takes a few seconds and it creates a a massive shift, right? 
Okay, tool number six, the final tool we're looking at today is to take inspired action or inaction. So this is a big one because it's not always highest and best that we are taking action, taking action, 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 right? That is the old way. That's a patriarchy way of thinking that action is the thing that equates value. Inaction also is extremely valuable. So it's a balance of these things, right? We are detaching from that human doing and we are balancing out with human being, right? To allow the both of them to coexist together. So when you make time and space for this quiet connection with yourself, you might journal, you might walk, contemplate, whatever it is, whatever works for you, be in nature. This allows your, or meditate, um, this allows your wisdom to come through so that you can do your part to take action or inaction and allow the universe and miracles to rush in. So this is a really key area as well, right? Because we can do all the other things and we can send that beautiful energy, but we have to be tapped in enough to hear whenever it's time for us to go and whenever it's time for us to stop, right? And so it's just a very simple uh, tapping in with yourself and feeling into what you feel like doing in that moment, what feels best to you. So you're tapped into your vision, you are tapped into the energy of gratitude, you are tapped into the truth of who you are, and then you ask, what do I feel like doing in this moment? And the answers are going to come through. And sometimes the answer is going to be that you're going to, you know, write um, write an article or start a book or design a program or, you know, clean your house, declutter, something like that. Other times it's going to be that you're going to take the afternoon off and you're going to rest. You're going to nourish yourself. You're going to ground your energy. You're going to cook yourself some delicious food. So you're just paying attention to what you feel like doing because what you feel like doing is the inspired action. When you're tapped into your vision, your soul truth, your gratitude, and you ask what you feel like doing, you're going to be tapped into an inspired action. Now, another thing I want to say here, because uh, I know, again, I felt like this sometimes before, what if you feel like you don't know what to do? That's just an old habit from the past. That's just an old way of thinking. You always know what to do. So you want to ask yourself, what part of me feels like they don't know what to do? And then you want to do that same forgiveness, love, give that part of that aspect of yourself, everything that she needs in order to feel safe, secure, and rebalanced. Your logic, your mind, your ego, this this personality version of yourself does not know everything, right? However, that larger version of yourself, your higher self, that soul connection, she's connected into all of it, right? So if it's something that you really don't know about, so say, for example, like um, what you feel guided to do is like uh, create a website uh, for whatever it is you're working on, but you're like, no, I, I literally don't know how to create a website and tech isn't my thing, so it doesn't feel like something I want to teach myself. So then you ask your higher self, you know, what's up with this? What is my action or inaction here? And it could be as simple as like, they're like, get on Instagram or they're like, send a message out or reach out to this person. So it's not about you having to know how to do everything and everything that's going on, but you tap in and you listen to whatever that guidance is and then you take action on that not having to know how it's going to lead to the ultimate outcome but trusting it's leading to the ultimate outcome so if you are finding that you're kind of a little bit overwhelmed by the the knowing what's next nothing is coming through for you then 
that is a clear indication that it's time for uh, inaction. Go watch a movie, go drink some water, step away from the computer, spend some quiet time. But you know what the cool thing is? Whenever you start to do these things with, you know, even just a little bit of energy of trust, you might find that the movie you're you're guided to actually has a message in it that propels you forward from there. That whatever it is that you're gone up to get a drink of water, you see something in your kitchen while you're walking through there and you're like, oh, and that sparks something. So don't question, don't doubt what it is you feel like doing. Trust the process and know that it, what you need is going to come through for you. And that's one belief that you really, really um, is beneficial to anchor into your mindset is that whatever you need is going to be coming for you. Information, resources, people, whatever it is, it's going to be right there for you. And this is a really good opportunity for an I am statement. I am connected to my inner knowing. I am clear. I am focused. I am aligned. Thank you for this clarity and really like bubbling that up within yourself. All right. So Those are my six tools to ascended co-creation. So quick recap here is tool number one is vision. Tool number two is remember and repeat. Tool number three is harmonize. Tool number four is discernment. Tool number five is attune to gratitude. Tool number six is take inspired action. So if you are feeling the nudge to make your 2023, your empower yourself to co-create from a place of your soul desires, uh, you can learn more about developing your mastery at the link below. I'm super excited about this. I haven't worked with a co-creation specifically like this in probably five years or so. So I was really excited when this ascendant version of co-creation four times of transition came through because I get to play with it as well Um, and it's a lot of fun on my part and I invite you uh, to come join me and do the same. All right, thank you so much for listening and have a magical day.